Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever thou might be in the world. Ascend unto us. Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and film podcast based out of Chico, California. My name is Max Minardi. And I am Johnny Samaris. Hello. Thanks for joining us. If you're a first-time listener. Long-time caller. Sure. Extra thank you. Uh, We hope you have a really nice journey with us today. Uh, If you're a returning listener. Extra thank you as well. Thanks for coming back. Uh, And if you're a Patreon supporter, triple thank you. You rock. And you make this show possible. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Summers, before we get into our can of worms today, where can people find us on the internet? At Fresh Hop Cinema. All of the social medias, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the Twitters, our website, freshhopcinema.coms. Yep. And also the Patreons. Yes. Uh, which is a way to support the show for some money. If you'd like, you can give us $5 a month and we give you cool stuff. We just recorded some bonus content uh, where we talked about an event we just had, some upcoming events. We talked about all sorts of stuff, actually. Uh, and it's a really good time. And we do stuff like that. We plan events, obviously, for people that support the show. I already forgot about what we talked yep. about. <laughs> you can it's gone. Uh, go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. Again, a few bucks a month, you can do this thing. That helps us keep it going. Totally. This is a three-step process. The first step is we review a beer, and the second step is we review a movie, and the third step is at the end of the show, we spoil the movie. Yeah, as well as review another beer. And that too. So maybe it's a four-step process. And then sometimes there's movies in between and beers in between. It's like a, it's a multi-step process. Dude, it's like an eight or 12-step. Yeah. Is this a 12-step it's program? It's a 12-step program for sure, and we are in it, and you're in it with us now. And the first step is admitting that you have a, a an enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, a um, little bit of a change of pace today, just one more little bit of housekeeping. Not that it matters, but in case we sound different or whatever the vibe is different, we're recording in the morning. It's, Full disclosure. Yeah, I like to say that every time, so if I ever listen back when I'm old and don't have friends anymore, I can listen to our glory days. You listen to the podcast <clears throat> for fun now. I don't. Yeah, you do. I listen back to edit and to make sure it sounds good, and I have fun while I do you it. You listen while you're driving. Uh, I do not do that. Yeah, you do. Don't lie. <laughs> but maybe I will today. The point is, it's early in the morning on a Sunday. It's 10 a.m., mm-hmm. roughly. Uh, I have to leave for Reno. I play music for a living, so I'm going to go do that. So we wanted to get this episode in. Um, if we both sound like we'd rather be eating brunch, all right. it's because we would. Sure, but we are drinking some coffee. We're bouncing a lot of flavors is what's going on. Yeah. We're drinking sparkling water, more or less. Yeah. And uh, I asked for sparkling water. I got handed a white claw. I pranked you. Yeah. You know, I want to just really quickly say, because I did bring these sparkling waters in, and I opened that can of sparkling water, and I poured half of it into the sink, and I filled your glass with white claw. Oh, that's attention to detail. I know. And I wow. brought it in like, oop, I'm having trouble carrying these whole things, and Ooh. I sat them down. And then you drank, and you're like, hmm, that's, what did you say? That's, there's something extra. You said there's, yeah, it's a little extra. I was like, and I was just smirking like an idiot. What kind of white claw is that? Uh, I think it was raspberry. That's good. Yeah. And then I was like, when I opened it, I was like, well, this doesn't smell anything like lemon. Lemon uh, essence is what that sparkling water is called. Yeah. But you know. You know, it smells like happiness. So yeah. that's fine. Anyways, all this said, that's sort of the uh, the curveball today is that it's an early morning recording session. All of our beer reviews are going to be shrouded with the overwhelming blanket of coffee. Yes. Which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but. Let's get into uh, this Deschutes beer, shall we? Sure. This is a brand new beer from Deschutes. It was in a 12-pack. They do these seasonal releases sometimes. Um, and Johnny's going to open it, and then he's going to tell you about it. And uh, maybe, have you have you even tried this one yet? I have not. Okay, so awesome. I got a mix pack, as I am known to do, 
with the Deschutes beers because the three beers that are in the mix pack uh, year round are awesome. Yeah, it's uh, Obsidian Stout, Black Butte Porter, and Fresh Squeezed. Nice. So like you can't go wrong. It's like a fifteen, sixteen dollar twelve pack. Right. Uh, and rotating, they've got I think the last what was the last one? It was like a it's an IPA with flowers in it or something. I believe. Oh, that sounds right. Uh, and this one, it's called Hand Up IPA. It's kind of a, like a bicycle racing inspired beer. There's a ton of bicycle racing or uh, riding, I yeah, guess, racing. Sure. You could race if you're. Depends competing. how yeah, if you're feeling. Um, but yeah, in the Bend area, it's big in Oregon. Where uh, in, everybody bikes you, there. Yeah, if you've ever been to Bend, there's tons of like road biking and mountain biking around there. It's a very outdoor centric. Bend is one of the. Uh, Fun fact: most like physically fit cities in the United States. Dope. Ben is I lower there. that percentage when I go there. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we were. Yeah. Till this guy this shows, shows up. Chonkers for all the beer. <clears throat> so on the bottle, let's read a little bit about this. Uh, it's clocking in at six and a half percent ABV, sixty-five IBUs. Crazy trails, ripping racers, more cowbell. We were just talking about cowbells. Mm-hmm. Uh, take on all the train with this transcendent IPA. That's there when you need it. That's the vaguest beer description I've ever heard. Yeah, on their website they have, it's an, it is a nod to our cyclocross enthusiasts. It's a West Coast IPA with some subtle caramel malt, malt profile aromas of tropical fruit, citrus, and evergreen. That's my new favorite word. Cyclocross? Cyclocross. Yeah, it sounds pretentious to it me. It sounds like a bad so. guy in like Masters of the Universe. What's Masters of the Universe? Um, it's a great old cartoon and TV okay. show. Like uh, He-Man, the Masters okay. of the Universe. Okay, sure. The Power of Grayskull. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have sense. to defeat our enemy, Cyclocross, <laughs> before he drinks all of the beer in the universe. He's speeding away so fast yeah, on two wheels. There it is. You saved that. My joke was so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so you're taking your first sip of an IPA from a brewery whose IPAs we typically enjoy. How does this stack up compared to the other IPAs? Is what I want to know first. Wow, very, um, very tree. I get it. it. It tastes like I just ran face first into a, like a pine tree. Oh yeah, it does. Wow. They have a, a beer they put out. I was very excited for, um, this was maybe, f- it might've been three or four years ago. Um, and I'm trying to think of the name. It was sort of their first, so fresh squeeze had been established. It was, mm-hmm. people liked it and they wanted to go a different route, less fruity and a little bit more piney. Can you, it was called pine drops. Yeah. It was pretty subtle. That beer was good. Had a pine cone on the six pack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not super hoppy in terms of like stickiness or dankiness, but it was very, uh, not floral either, but, but woodsy and like piney and, um, you just said not piney, not woodsy. Is that what I said? Or woodsy and not piney. I'm so confused. I think I said not hoppy, sticky, danky. Okay. None of that. So a little bit more understated. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was gonna be like a big, big heavy hitting beer. Um, and it wasn't. So I, this kind of reminds me of that. Like it's very subtle. It's mm-hmm. drinkable. I'm into sort of that that pine taste or the evergreen, as they say on their website. Yeah, I like that. Evergreen as a descriptor is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. I'd say. I don't get any tropical fruit though. That's not really front and center to me. Do you pick any of it up? Mm, subtly, mm-hmm. it's more bitter over the top, and that pininess shines through more than any fruit. I'd say. Yeah, this is a bottle that was packaged on July 9th, so we're about uh, five weeks out mm-hmm. from when it was packaged, so nice and fresh. Nice and freshy, fresh, fresh, fresh. Um, I like this. I do, too. It's super um, drinkable. Like mm-hmm. This would be just a great everyday. This is one of those beers. I like doing these on the show that are super accessible. It's not like something that nobody's ever going to be able to go try, right? Um, which will be a good segue into our next beer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just 
available at your local fine grocer. Right. You know, if you need be. Like I got this at Food Max when I was picking nice. up chicken for the event. Nice, dude. So you were saying it's like 16, 17, 15, 16, it's something like 15 like that. Nice. So 17 out the door. Um, but yeah, super good. It fits really well into their canon of their four pack or their mix pack. Yeah, right. I uh, like this a lot. I do too, man. This is very tasty. Uh, so I have 6.8% on the website, but you said the bottle was six and a half. Yeah. Maybe they have a few different batches out at this point. but Maybe. Um, super approachable. That's nothing that's going to um, be off-putting, I don't think. No. Um, it's a nice, easy-drinking IPA. Yeah, I think like the solid mid-six to just sixes in general when it comes to ABV is like um, a good – like if you're looking for something that's a little bit heavier alcohol-wise, that's satisfying. And if you want something a little bit – um, drinkable. Like if you're if you're big on drinking a lot and you're used to like really strong beers, this can feel low. Kind of kind of plays both ways. No, and it's super smooth too. It doesn't leave you feeling like too dry. No, you know it finishes with like kind of a juiciness in yeah. your mouth. Not like juicy. No, but it's sweet. Yeah, it's still got that bitterness, which is great. This is I think what um, a very approachable West Coast IPA should taste like. Yeah, I think it's very good. It's a seven nine. Okay, I love it. Out of ten. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven. Pretty, pretty damn good. It's really solid. Yeah. Um, hand up IPA to shoots. Yeah, yeah. That's our review. Um, before we jump into flick picks, I do want to hit that beer that you have in your hand. Oh, you almost did it too. That would have been so nice. Uh, he went for the one hand open. I could have, but in every time I do that, it squirts a little. Yeah. And I don't, I have to get groceries after That's this. Fair. I don't, I'm already going to be a little tipsy. Right. So, so two weeks ago, we covered a beer from Oscar Blues called Cannabis. And it was an it was a hazy IPA, and we discovered through meticulous research that it Hainsy. is a series of beers, and they were going to be releasing their citrus version of that beer in August. If you've been paying attention, you know it is now August, and we promised a review of that beer when it happens. So Johnny is pouring. Guess what? It's here. A wee little taste of Cannabis Citrus from Oscar Blues, and I want your initial reactions, please, my friend. Smells like an orange. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm in so far. Looks a lot hazier than than this first beer. Oh wow, yeah, that's super citrusy. Like a sip. Yeah, please. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah, that's really bright. Like, holy crap, that is super bright, super crispy. Oh yeah. Like, okay. Like wow. Yeah, I mean, it definitely still feels pretty hazy to me. Mm-hmm. Just just the texture of the beer. Yeah, um, it's smooth. It is smooth. It's almost creamy. It's got that going for it. There's, as it would suggest, mostly citrus up front. Yeah, and in the middle and at the end. Yeah, uh, not something I would describe as super dimensional, Mm-mm. but it's straightforward. One trick pony that it's a it's a really cool trick. I watched that pony. pony all day. Fun pony to ride. Yeah, I had a pony. Did you? Yeah. I don't think you did. It's a Seinfeld <laughs> reference. Yeah, I still got to get on that. Train. I hate anybody that had a pony. Got it. <laughs> I had a pony. Uh, what's ABV on this one? You are looking at seven two. Okay. See, I would have guessed this was less ABV. Same than the last one. Yeah, I was, I was thinking like the low sixes. Yeah, like this is crushable. Mm-hmm. That's real good. You mentioned that with the last beer, you were saying it's nice to find ones that are accessible, uh, which is a nice segue to uh, sort of this one. And I think you were sort of leaning the opposite direction. Or are you saying this one is very accessible? Uh, it's around. Is it? Yeah. Just I went in and purchased this at Spike's Shop of Bottles. Sure. How much was that? Uh, I think it was like two bucks for the can. Two dollars? Yeah. That's a great price, man. Yeah. For a little 12 ouncer. Like yeah. Bing bang. Bada boom. Have you seen them in six packs or whatever they're Yeah. Serving? They were just out of six packs at yeah, the okay. moment. I think they're going to get another shipment in eventually. Yep. But yeah, Brandon Duran texted me a picture. He found a six pack and was like, haha, I got it mm-hmm. for you. And oh, nice. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Sa- dude. <laughs> saved me one. But yeah, I really like this beer. Uh, it holds... 
its own with the other one. Have we had two of them? I've had two of them. You've had two of them. We've only done uh, one on the show. So this is my third one, and I think they're all really good. Mm -hmm. This is a very... The Very, first one was the tropical, right? If yeah, I'm not mistaken. Tropical, hazy, and then now yeah, citrus. Right. I thought this was going to be citra. Oh, um, yeah, like a single hop. I didn't realize that it was citrus. So that kind of changes things a little. If you're into that, though, like a super citrusy IPA, right? Um, it didn't list on the can what uh, hops were in it, did it? I wouldn't no. be surprised if there was a citra hop. You know, I mean, yeah. That would make um, sense. I'm just going to see if I can find it on their website here while we're figuring this out. The but. can does say no seeds, no stems, no pulp. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. What does that remind me of? There was a beer that we did. I think it was called... Um, pulp? No, though yes. Uh, seeds and stems, no seeds, no stems. Is it, I think it's knee deep. Or maybe it's, we didn't even do it on the show, but that's a beer that exists. Uh-huh. I don't remember, but I believe you. Uh, all right. Well, this is a bummer because on their website, it is not updated. It still says coming in August. Details coming soon. Uh, real, real bummer there. Yeah. Come okay. on guys. All right. You're a national brewery. Fine. Yeah. And I'm drinking your beer. It's right. obviously not coming soon. It's here. Right. It is came. It is on us. Yes. <laughs> we, we both, I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> um, so then my other main question, <clears throat> I guess, is, um, outside of price and availability and obviously you like it, how does it stack up compared to the citrus version of itself? This is the I'm sorry, the version. hazy version. The itself. hazy version. Yeah. I mean, it really just depends on what you're into. I like the hazy version as much as this one because it was hazy but also hoppy and, and yeah. bitter and not like super sweet so i think this one's actually it's pretty similar um yeah i think they're not deviating too far from their base recipe probably so right i would say they're all like right even on the same playing field this is just a really solid solid beer and if it's around you should get it okay great i i feel very similar i don't super now remember exactly the hazy versions taste um i remember really liking it yeah uh, and i think this is really good too so I'm, I'm i'm torn i think that was in that like third beer of the night review region maybe yeah so that always yeah. that review gets a little fuzzy sometimes yeah uh but it's very good it is um if you haven't heard our review on the hazy one go listen to it it was uh, two weeks ago more or less bada boom bada bing Right into flick picks. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's I've, what we do next. I've got one uh, that I wanted to talk about. It is a film called The Beach Bum. Uh, oh, I almost watched this. It's right. on my list. It came out earlier uh, in 2019. It stars Matthew McConaughey. It was directed by Harmony Corrine, who I will talk about in a moment. Um, but basically, Matthew McConaughey plays this uh, guy who has married a rich woman and sort of chooses to live his life. Um you know, Like partying, like burning the candle at both ends because that's the purpose of life, just to go nuts and party. Um, Snoop Dogg is also in this. Isla Fisher is in it. Zac Efron is in it. Martin Lawrence makes an appearance. Nice. Um, like a really interesting and eclectic cast. It's a comedy, by the way, if that wasn't clear. This is the same um, director as Spring Breakers, correct? Yes, it was. And it shows. Yeah. Um, just aesthetically even. Right. And the movie's like an hour and a half long. I want to actually look at the time. I think it's like right, right in that wheelhouse. Though. That's a great yeah. time for a movie. It's 95 minutes. Perfect. Um, there's a lot of colors um there's some drug trippy stuff in here and i think it plays well to the color scheme and the aesthetic of this director in general um did you see spring breakers mm -hmm. okay um if you haven't it's a similar kind of movie it's people out in this sort of exotic vacation sort of dreamy place um where the world isn't quite what you normally see mm -hmm. um the problem that i had with this movie right off the bat it reminded me of spring breakers in that i was like what is this movie like what am i watching what is the point of this essentially yeah. um and it doesn't really become clear until maybe the end. Okay. And you can you can 
you can sort of impose meaning on the end if you'd like, but you could easily watch this movie and be like, that was pointless. Mm. Um, but this is only the second film I've seen from this director, the other one being Spring Breakers. And the through line that I have found is that it's they're both movies that are about feeling. It's about how you feel when you watch them. And typically, I, I didn't expect myself to be somebody that would be like, yeah, I'm into that. Like, I want usually movies to have a concrete, like, or abstract, but some definite meaning. And this is just all about the aesthetic, and it's about the feeling. And it's such a strange approach, at least uh, in my experience, that I haven't watched a ton of movies like this. Mm. Um, but I really liked it by the end. Yeah. And I really didn't like it in the beginning. That's one and of those. such a weird turn. Some movies like that, the best way I could describe it is that, like a, it watches like a painting. Like, it's, you know, you're, you're consuming yeah. like a piece of visual mm -hmm. art that you kind of impose your own meaning on. Yeah. That's, that's certainly not wrong. I forgot to mention also Jonah Hill is in this. Nice. Um, Jimmy Buffett plays himself in this, uh, which is also super weird. Um, and if you're curious on the letterbox, those are all the characters. And then it becomes topless woman. Number two, sexy woman in bar, lawyer, drug counselor, Jose, the pool boy. <laughs> that's basically the cast. Perfect. Neck brace guy. All right. Um, so it's a strange movie. Um, I watched it. I think it was on Netflix. Uh, now I can't remember. Netflix or Hulu? Yeah, it's one of those two. Um, I know sure it's on Hulu for sure. Oh, is it? Yeah. Then it was probably on Hulu. Um, it's also available on Prime Video. Obviously, you can rent it there. Um, but if you're a fan of Matthew McConaughey and sort of his, um, excuse me, the, like the unique McConaughey-ness that he brings to his roles, mm -hmm. this is very much one of those movies. Um, he really dives into this character and... There's there's moments of uh, seriousness, but for the most part, it's absurd, weird comedy. Okay. Um, like Snoop Dogg plays basically Snoop Dogg just getting crazy high. Uh, there's like a blunt this big in the movie at one nice. point. Nice. It's I don't like two feet. So it's long. like a two and a half foot blunt. Yeah. So it's like that kind of jokey stuff, mm -hmm. but very funny. All right. Uh, the Beach Bum. I would recommend checking it out uh, wherever you can. I think it's I think it's worth your time, but watch the whole thing. Don't turn it off. <clears throat> okay. You might want to. All right. Good okay. to know. I'm going <laughs> to consume that eventually. Yeah. My flake pick this week is not deep or... Oh. Uh, Seems like it might be deep, though. No, it's uh, kind of. I mean, it's an interesting social commentary. I don't know your flake pick. I thought you might say Waterworld. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I watched a 2018 film called Action Point. Oh. It is all about a kind of uh, B-list theme park, like... Uh, ride attraction type place okay ran by johnny knoxville he plays oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he That's plays right. the the park's proprietor right uh, and it's uh kind of a family drama but it's all centered in this 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 park uh and it's a lot of jackassy type stunts uh i think a couple of the dudes from jackass are in the movie as well um but it's telling a story about this this actual place that existed in new jersey um, and you think the movie's kind of fiction. I knew going in that this was um, a movie based on a real place that right. existed in the 80s. It was called Action Park. Uh, for years, it was known as the most dangerous theme park in the world. Really? Like eight people died there. Ugh. Like gnarly stuff, dude. Right. Like uh, at one point, the I think they said, I was watching a documentary about the actual park and like the local ER had like one to four people every day oh from the place. Right. And it was just so 80s. Like right. everyone just let their kids go. Yep. Um, but it was a really interesting movie because it was kind of a mockumentary, mm -hmm. but like an accurate. Right. You know what I mean? Just because the absurdity was so high. Right. Um, it was a really funny movie. It was absurd. It was kind of that brainless, mindless. Mm -hmm. I just want to be entertained and laugh at some people being silly geese. 
but also like learning about how ridiculous and uh, not lawyer happy we were in the 80s. Uh, yeah, that's a big thing. So I was going to say, I mean, it's clear now after you finish talking, but you this movie could have been made as like um, uh, much more solemn, I would assume, like more about the dangers of, yeah, you know, doing what they did. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it is more in the vein of like jackass. Uh, a little. Yeah, it was like jackass with a story. Okay. Because I actually haven't seen the Jackass movies. It's not really my speed, but sure. like I think I know the concept. It's mostly like a montage of people hurting stunts, themselves. Right? Yeah. Um. So there is that in this, and if I remember seeing some promo for this, and Johnny Knoxville does the stunts, yeah. right? That's kind of the thing. Um. But there is more of a story here. Mm-hmm. Um. Is it mostly around his character? Is it the kids or the parents or? It was a little bit of everything. It was yeah. it centered around him and his daughter and their relationship, but it was also mainly about this park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was with a lot of crude humor, physical humor, really uh, a silly movie, but yeah. I enjoyed it. It was like one of those, you know, lay on the couch and enjoy it on a Saturday afternoon type deals. Yeah. I was looking up the the director of that film is Tim Kirkby. Um, and I was trying to find some stuff that I know of his, um, here is his, uh, his letterboxd credits here as a director. Do you recognize any of those things? Uh, I mean, yeah. I rec- there's like a lot of comedy specials. Um, and I don't really know to the extent he was involved in those and documentaries too. and documentaries. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe this is the natural uh, tangent he would go on is like a, a you know, a scripted, essentially yeah. documentary comedy. Um, but no, yeah, like he had some credits with Jim Jeffries and Stuart Lee and mm-hmm. an Iron Maiden documentary. Yeah. So weird guy. And Judas Priest. Yeah. Uh, so interesting, eclectic dude. Yeah. Um, should people check this out? Or, th- or with the caveat of it being, you know, mindless entertainment. I, well, it is mindless, but it's also mindless with like that story. Like I was saying, you know, if you want to learn about this park. It'll propel you to look up some documentary. There's some good docs on YouTube about the actual yeah. park action point. You can go back and like see all the rides and like what they had in the movie was not that far off from what existed. Yeah. And like the stunts that Knoxville was doing was just like how kids actually fell off the rides and like yeah. stuff that actually happened. That's a nightmare. So it was crazy. So it's um you know, it is kind of an interesting right. thing to think about. So I would say, yeah, watch it. Okay. It's definitely like not for children. Yeah. There's some, sure. some gross stuff in it. Some, mm-hmm. I mean, it's jackass. So there's going to yeah, be male right. nudity and, right. and all kinds of fun stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I was skimming letterbox to try to find a review that was gonna, like, kind of going to match up with what you were saying in a succinct way. And I was going to see if it checks out with you. And this guy says, as Matt Lynch, he says, I mean, this is barely a movie, but I think people getting hurt's funny. And also, there's a kid riding an ostrich. <laughs> Dude, uh, yes. And he gave it two and a half out of five. There stars. was a kid riding an ostrich. Yeah. And there's a bear, a drunk bear. Like a human in a bear costume? No. A real like bear. An actual bear. I don't love that, but okay. Yeah. Uh, that's Action Point. Mm-hmm. Check it out if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> we are going to jump to a break. We're going to come back and talk about uh, our full-on movie of the week. It's Good Boys. If you haven't seen it yet, we're not going to spoil it till the end of the show. Please stick around. We'll be right back. There's only one bar in Chico that is certified by the Beanbag Boys. It's the Handlebar, right here in Chico, California. They've got a dope happy hour every single day of the week from 2 to 6 p.m. Dollar off draft beers, half off bottles of wine, cocktail specials galore. It's crazy. Yep, that's the Handlebar right here in Chico at 2070 East 20th Street, right on the south end of town. Happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off all their draft beers. Go check them out. They're an awesome local business. Beanbag Boys for life. I'm having a party tomorrow. You in? Yeah. Can Thor and Lucas come? You're so random. Oh, oh, oh. 
They're my best friends. We do everything together. This will be girls at the party. Do you know what that means? Drama. No. Kissing. You do not want to go to Soren's party not knowing how to kiss. We could spy on my neighbor. She's a total nymphomaniac. She starts fires? No, she's a nymphomaniac. Someone who has sex on land and sea. This is what happens when you don't respect women. I respect women. My mom's my best friend. What about me? But that's gonna kill me. Chill. This is how we get the drone back. Picture this. I'm a You took my bag. Don't get any closer. Oh my god, there's Molly in there. Okay. Who's Molly? Because she's not with us. Sweet Jesus. Just give us our Molly. Nobody Nobody We're not crossing a highway. Are we fifth graders or are we sixth graders? I'm gonna go to the party with a beer so everyone knows that I'm cool. What do you have in your pants? It's been like this ever since I was a baby. It's kind of embarrassing. I'm guessing you're not the popular kids in school. Hmm? Nobody speak. Nobody get Nobody speak. Nobody speak. You're not getting this. I'm fine. You're worried. Oh, hell no. <laughs> If we don't get to that party, I'll die. Party? You guys are like seven. Stop treating us like kids. We're twins. Ooh, gummy vitamins. We know how things work. What the f is Nobody Nobody Yo, invited to his first kissing party, 12-year-old Max, what up, uh, asked his friends Lucas and Thor for some much-needed help on how to pucker up. When they hit a dead end, Max decides to use his father's drone to spy on the teenage girls next door. When the boys lose the drone, they skip school and hatch a plan to retrieve it before Max's dad can figure out what happened. Johnny, what movie did I just summarize? Good Boys. Good Boys, indeed. This is a film directed by Gene Stupitz. I had it too. Stupnitsky. 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 Wish I would have gotten it right the first time. Whatever. Stars Jacob Tremblay as Max, Keith L. Williams as Lucas, Brady Noon as Thor, and other people that we'll talk about when they come up. That are less important. Yeah, those are the those are the main boys. Those are the beanbag boys, as they say. That's right. Why do they call them that? Oh, uh, you'll never guess. Yeah, it's because they have beanbags. Dude, and they're best friends. That's dope. Uh, this is a comedy. It's rated R. It came out August sixteenth, twenty nineteen. Made with twenty million dollars, and it has made twenty one million dollars. So you go, good boys. You've already made a profit. They're up a mill. One million dollars. We're going to take over the world. Yeah. Uh, and that's only first weekend, though. That's true. Because we, I went to, what, the, one of the first showings has been out for a few days. Yeah. So it had a killer first weekend at the box office. Yeah. Do we have any info on how it was ranked? Is it no, Was it number do. one this weekend? It was. It's actually, uh, so it was put out by Universal. It's the third weekend in a row that Universal's taken the box office. Uh, it Finally, something has beat out Hobbs and Shaw, the Fast and Furious Presents film. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, which is nice. Swearing children will do the trick. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid way to go, man. Uh, it just seems like they're getting younger and younger. First we had Superbad, yep. then we had uh, Booksmart, mm -hmm. and now we have this. And soon we're just going to have um, swearing babies. Swearing toddlers. Yeah, which which will kill in the box office. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's you, what people want. Just give me a fetus in utero that's just, yeah, just you know, <laughs> smoking a <laughs> just, cigarette. How would you even, I guess that's on the ultrasound, like you just see him like, That'd be hilarious. I don't know why a smoke would show up. But. I don't either, but a smoking fetus would be hilarious. That sounds like a Nancy Reagan drug awareness campaign. Like, <laughs> if you smoke marijuana, your baby's going to 
smoke make cigarettes. a joint out of your old weed smoke and smoke <laughs> it on your ultrasound and then you'll die. Say no to drugs. <laughs> uh, that was a funny theme in this movie too, the drug thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, which we'll have to talk about. But totally. before we get too much into anything, do you think we need to say more about the plot or do you think that the, I summed it up well enough? That's pretty much it, man. It's yeah. the uh, the age-old caper movie of you know things snowballing and mm-hmm. taking the most ridiculous plan of attack possible and yeah. uh, executing it. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, with, with the, uh, with the lens of, you know, middle school hijinks. Yeah. Um, how old are you if you're in sixth grade? Sixth grade is usually like 12, 13. Okay. Uh, if I, that's at least how old I was. Okay. Um, so you said you saw this one of the first showings. I was like 17. Yeah, that's fine. You were, uh, you really put in the time. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this movie in general, man? You know, it was silly, but it was really kind of endearing. You know, I, I was expecting, it to be a little just crude for the sake of being crude, you know, and that can get lazy. Like I'm all for, for some crude humor, but it has to be like well-written and not just lazy. That's cheap writing, you know? So this movie, I think overall it was well-written it was well put together. It was well acted, right? Those little dudes are awesome. The, just the band of three friends and their dynamics. Um, and I think underneath the, the uh the humor and the, the the swearing and the audacity of it there's actually some really good messages and some morals yeah. to this movie that shine through in kind of an unexpected way i wasn't anticipating having like some emotional stuff yeah in this movie and uh, i really liked that i really liked the the themes of self-acceptance and kind of um you know, being who you really are and stuff yeah. like that. Like surprisingly uplifting messages from a movie that could have very easily fallen into pitfalls of just relying on crude humor. So I think it really rounded the movie out and made it worthwhile. Yeah. I think it's a really good way to sum it up. I, I also really enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought the humor was, cause I'm in the same boat as you, I think like I like a well-crafted crude joke, but yeah, but crudeness for the sake of it is, is taxing on my attention yeah. and my everything. Exactly. And um, it's been done a lot. Uh, yeah. Countless times and, and not usually that well. Um, so I, I was in a theater on, uh, Sunday, Sunday of opening weekend, and it was mostly adults as a rated R film. There was one kid in there with his dad, I think. Um, and which made me like conscientiously realize that this is not a movie for kids, as you pointed out. Um, which is interesting because the writers of this have to make it a movie about kids mm-hmm. in a kid's world that connects with adults, which I think ties into what you're saying emotionally. Um, you have moments in this film that do resonate with grownups, um, partially, I think, because we've all been in those shoes. So I think this resonates more with people um, in like their late 20s and 30s rather than like 60 and 70 year olds. I don't know what school was like for them, but I think it was different. Segregated. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, that's true. Um what I like about this type of movie or one of the fun things that I enjoy is like seeing how the school experience has changed. Mm. Cause I think whenever there's a movie like this, eighth grade was a good example, uh, Bo Burnham's movie. Um, like it was way different than my experience in middle school. Uh, certainly than yours. Um, that for people who don't know, it sounded like I was just calling you old, but it's <laughs> cause you did not go to public middle school. Correct. Um, like it's fun to see how things change. Like, they bring in a lot of things that kids are a little bit uh, more aware. I think maybe it's just movie children. I don't know. No, I think with the internet and smartphones, kids are just more aware. Yeah, like I want to talk briefly about, um, I wish I could think of the acronym, but like the anti-bullying. Scab. Crew. Was it scab? Yeah. Uh, students. Uh, Caring about, about bullying. bullying. Yeah. I believe so. Um, there's a couple of funny scenes in here where th- there's there's this 
group of students in yellow vest. They're clearly not liked by anybody. Um, and basically, if you're getting bullied, you can scream scab and they'll come and surround you and protect you from your bully. Um, and then everybody will make fun of you, basically, is the idea. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Um, like that kind of stuff did not exist when I was in school. Yeah. Um, if anything, you'd yell help and like more bullies would show up to yeah. beat you up. Um, so I don't know if that's real. I hope it is. It's kind of cool. Um, there's conversations about like consent here that 13 year olds are having before like hugging or kissing somebody, right? which I think is like a nice message also. Totally. Uh, not just for the kids that might eventually see this movie, but like adults are like, Oh, this is what kids are learning. Okay. Maybe I should help teach that. Maybe I should learn that. Yeah. Or learn it myself. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about a little bit where this movie faltered. That was a weird review. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of doing a long form here. Okay. Before, like not right. super long. We're but going I, on a journey. I just want to talk about stuff I liked and didn't like. Okay. Before I give you my thoughts on, or my my score, I guess. Um, were there any shortcomings here? Did, is there anything about this movie you didn't enjoy? Hmm. Um, I think what I didn't enjoy would have, it was just personal preference. Mm-hmm. They really wrote and harped a lot about these basically children's ignorance and that was kind of the running joke throughout the whole movie is oh, they sure. just don't know what anything is. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of frustrating because, like, I live in the world where I know what that stuff is. But also you have to look at it through the lens of mm-hmm. 12 and 13-year-olds. And I suppose it was funny. But to me, that was the thing that got a little tedious. Interesting. But it was, like, the point of the writing. and It was the perspective that the movie was written from. So it's okay yeah there is a weird, like acceptable uh, there's a balance of that like because in some cases like there's there's sex toys everywhere in this movie like one of the kids parents um thor's parents are like clearly into some weird kinky stuff and also absent and never there yeah we never even we never me- met him right we never even yeah. meet his parents um so there's like all of these things there and which i think when they incorporate them into their own hijinks works really well there's a scene where they open a door to a dude and they're all like dressed up and they think they're like weapons yeah but they're really just like sex toys. Yeah. That had me busting up. That was pretty funny. But in the same scene, they're, the dude's like, do I look like a pedophile to you? And they, they were like, yes, absolutely. You're like the most pedophile looking person I've ever seen. And I, I can't imagine a world where they know what a pedophile even is. But not a dildo. Know. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So that's kind of a weird relationship. I think uh, I was able to ignore it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't bother me. No. I think if they would have leaned into that any harder, it would have been yeah. too much. But I like you said, the balance there I think was good. Yeah. Um, the stuff that didn't necessarily work for me comes toward, sort of towards the end. Um, there's sort of a change in tone, and it's not the fact that they bring in the more emotional stuff. I think that's, uh, A, a given, not really a spoiler, to say that it goes that direction a little bit. Um, but then, B, it's like it, it just went a little bit too hard into the uh, – um, maybe I can't say anything without spoiling. I'm trying to think of a way to word it that would get my message across. Um, nope, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. Never mind. Okay. We'll talk about that in the danger zone. But some of that didn't work for me towards the end, and that's what I'll talk about. Um, But overall, really love this movie. I think Jacob Tremblay, who was the kid from Wonder, uh, was that movie with Owen Wilson and Julia Roberts, and he was physically deformed a little bit, Mm. um, and he had to go to school. He always wore a space helmet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Didn't see it. No, I did. It was really good. It was pretty good. It was fine. But the kid was awesome. Got degraded. Yeah, I just went. It was pretty good. It was really good. Actually, you know what? It was just fun. Yeah. I couldn't figure out how I knew him because he was obviously in a ton of prosthetics in that movie, but it was his voice. He sounds mm. exactly the same. Like the sweetest, most genuine sounding kid. He sounds so innocent. Right. And then uh, I really thought that the stacking of those three main kids, Jacob Tremblay, Keith L. Williams, and Brady Noon, 
were like just an awesome group of friends. They were all hilarious. Usually in movies like this, there's one person that sort of doesn't get enough screen time because they're not interesting mm-hmm. or not as funny. But everybody here, I think the characters are written well. I think the jokes for them, they all have their own sort of brand of humor. Mm-hmm. And it's not like one is an offshoot of the other. Yeah. Where like uh, in Superbad, um, uh, Jonah Hill, what's the other dude's name? Michael Sarah. Um, seemed like just sort of a toned down version of like a more timid toned down version of Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and here they're like, they're all their own sort of people. I actually just watched super bad yesterday. How to, how to hold up. Really good. Okay. It's still really funny. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. They were kind of meldy. Like, I mean, and they had that weird relationship, but eh, yeah, that's another totally. movie review. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Still a good movie though. Yes. Seth Rogen and Bill Hader as, the, in as the cops. Oh, that's right. They that's were right, the drunk right. cops. Yeah. yeah. Wait, should we talk about Will Forte briefly here? Because he was just in another movie that was sort of like this kind of book smart. He was in that as uh, one of the parents. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was in that. I can double check. Uh, he was one of the main gal's dads. It was him and uh, Lisa Kudrow. Oh. Are no. you sure? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm not positive. But, I think you're right. Um, in any case, like he plays a dad here. He plays Max's dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's just way too involved. Super like, awkward. He's like way too upfront about stuff. Mm-hmm. Look uh, at you sexually like, masturbating. Yeah, like, you, found your, <laughs> you found your new favorites. He like walks in on him when that's, that's a great touch, by the way, the very beginning. Pun intended, I guess. Um, Max is like, what game would you, it's like a, it's like, like a, a world of Warcraft yeah. type game. Um, he's like modding his character. It was like a female ogre or mm-hmm. something to have like a giant chest. And like, you can see he's getting, he tries to tie off his room to be locked, but he puts it on the inside. He like ties a rope around the door that opens in. <laughs> yeah. And then his dad walks in and realizes what's happening. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's like, Oh, you found your new favorite toy. You'll be playing with it all the time. And he's like, dad, get out of here. <laughs> it's so awkward. And you can hear as well, the Forte's character closes the door. He's like, Lucy, you're never going to believe what I just, <laughs> um, and like, for so many reasons that resonates, like just seeing a hot female character when you're a kid on your computer game. Like, ooh. So many hormones. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Little things like that throughout the movie are fantastic. And I think very accurate to mm-hmm. the sort of that age experience, the tween experience. If right. Will. We're tweens. Yeah. <laughs> so you like this movie. I like this movie a lot. This Me is, uh, this is, I think the best comedy I've seen all year. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen a ton of comedies. I was going to say, uh, even at least for the show, we don't do comedies very often. Not too often. Um, I mean, when they come out, I think they're they're not as prominent in the movie theater as they once were. Well, and there's a lot of like really good movies out all the time. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, where it's like, oh, we could see this, or we could see the oddball Adam Sandler comedy <sighs> with jokes about the same stuff. Yeah, totally. It's hard because I like those movies. Do you? you know some of them? Did you watch the one with him and uh, Jennifer Aniston? No. Yeah, me neither. It's universally just ripped apart. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read or heard anyone. And usually I don't go by critics. Yeah, but if there's nobody that's like, this is good. Yeah. You're like, I don't think so, man. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I think this is one of the better comedies I've seen this year. Yeah. I'm even like looking through our episodes right now to see what our last comedy was. I guess Booksmart was the last technical comedy we did. It was pretty funny. Uh, And then before that was Longshot, which was also pretty funny. Long shot, long shot. Uh, long Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was really funny. That was a pretty funny movie. I enjoyed that quite a bit, actually. Um, yeah. Other than that. Uh, I want to watch that again. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't I'm, I don't think we've, I'm almost there. We have not done any other comedies this year. There was wow. those three. Yep. We're bad at this. No, we're not. We did great. We did Green Book instead, which, uh, you know, amazing movie. <laughs> if well, Well, by true. your definition, yeah. it could be called a comedy. That's true. Uh, a, a tragic, a tragedy, a comic tragedy. Um, anyways, we don't, we needn't rehash that either. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, good boys. Let's rate it out of 10. Out of 10? I'm going to give it like an 8.5. Nice. That's a really good It's a really good comedy. Yeah. And I really, the end, when it kind of just got emotional and like there was some in, things in there that, like I said, really put a nice bow on this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it mm-hmm. was honestly pretty well done. Yeah. And I liked the humor. I loved the chemistry. It, like you give me good dialogue, good chemistry with three main characters mm-hmm. and a silly goose plot. That's great. I love it, man. I'm in. Uh, I was going to say, make a note on our paper. We don't have a paper today, but uh, we need to talk about a frat house scene at the end. Because oh, yeah. I really want to hash that out, too. That was there pretty was, funny. There was some gold in there. Yeah. Um, right there with you. This is very funny. Um, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Solid. Um, mostly because that stuff at the end doesn't perfect. Like this, I was thinking in the theater at the end, I was like, I was just sitting there. I was like, why isn't this exactly a 10? And it was some of the stuff at the end. But very, very good movie. Um, I would say there is some crudeness, but I think it's well done. If you're not somebody that's into that, you're not going to like this movie. Um, if you're on the fence, I'd say give it a shot because it's all it's all worth your time, I think. Yeah. It's an R-rated comedy. Yeah. So go in knowing that. Yeah, absolutely. That's good, boys. That's our review without spoilers. Next time we talk about this movie, it will be with spoilers. It'll be at the end of the show. But we got some stuff to hash out before that. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after that. Don't go anywhere. Danger zone. 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 Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Let's talk beer, my friend. There's a beer that's been in our cellar for, uh, I'm going to say six months. I've been avoiding looking at it. Yeah, well, it's a weird one, guys. It's a weird beer. I've never had anything like this. Have you? No, and I don't know if it's going to be a good boy. No, it might not be. It might be a bad boy. It might be bad boy. Um, so this is a beer by Evil Twin. It's called Bushido. Do you want to read the can? You did such a good job. I don't want to take that win from you. I think you, should, <laughs> you I think just you don't want to do it. I could read it. I it's love fine. that you opened it before I have to read Sorry, it. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> you can pour, pour it first. some first. Yeah, here. Um, describe the can, I guess. It's a, it's a silver 16-ounce can with a red describe stick the label. on label with a... Uh, not samurai. samurai. No, yeah, I'm sure yeah, it is. Samurai, it better right? be. I couldn't remember. I didn't want to be insulting to... That's fair. No, I'm, it better be a samurai given what yeah. the Bushido means. Yeah, it's like a... Uh, polygonic like looks like looking, uh, what was that show on cartoon network samurai jack looks sure. like that kind of totally. stylistic all right the spear is called bushido the code of conduct for the samurai bushido held <laughs> i feel like now it's offensive <laughs> why i don't know held that the true warrior must show loyalty courage respect integrity gratitude compassion and above all honor the same unwritten code went into the making of this beer a loyal and grateful collaboration with Micah Melton of the Aviary in Chicago and New York. With deep respect and compassion for the ingredients, we brewed a courageous take on a Berliner Weiss and respectfully added yuzu and chili. The result, Bushido. It was truly an honor. So, uh, if you're like, guys, what's yuzu? It's a Japanese citrus fruit. It's like a lemon. Looks kind of like a lemon. I think it tastes probably pretty similar. Uh, chili, you know. You better know. Uh, Berliner Weiss is a sour style beer. The chili is a cooling agent, right? Oh, yes. It chills things off. It definitely does. It uh, despices them. Um, so obviously the concern here is putting a citrusy type fruit with chili into a sour beer. That sounds so strange to me. Uh, I will say that on Beer Advocate, it's got pretty high ratings. Overall, it's an 88 out of 100. Johnny made a gagging type face. So I don't know what to think. My mouth is watering and not in a good way. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it smells like vomit. No, I think it smells great. Maybe I like vomit, though. I don't, that doesn't smell bad to me. It smells like a straight-up Berliner Weiss. I don't really smell any chili. Uh, I guess I could posit some citrus, but... It doesn't smell great. Why don't you try it? Um, 
with an open mind, clearly you're going in unbiased at this point. What do you think? What do you taste is actually what I care more about. Then I want to know what you think. Yeah, it's like lemon juice and chili peppers. That's Oh, it's like what I drink when I get sick. If I might you, really like this. If you drink lemon juice and chili peppers. I do. It is. Kind of. uh, I'm actually getting a little heat on the back of my throat. That beer is the perfect recipe for an absolute shitstorm of heartburn. Yeah, it's that's true, man. This super, is a heartburn beer. Super acidic and like a ton of chili. Like I taste the chili. I do too, but right at the end. It doesn't it doesn't drink like a um something with peppers in it. Like where you taste like I don't really taste it, I feel the heat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is like um if you ate like a bunch of chili, like on a hot day, mm-hmm. chased it with an ice cold glass lemonade. of lemonade, yeah, and then burped. Yeah, that's actually a pretty on point description. I'm gonna try to remember that for the for the website review it, but Dude, I, I don't not like for this you. at all. Okay. Is it because I know you're not really prone to sour beers these no, days? No, but I can appreciate a good okay. one, like a good flavor. Like that one we had last night, the yeah. the Jester King that was great. Atrial? Yep. Wow. Is that what it was called? Atrius, Atrial? I'm pretty sure it's Atrial. And I've got like the best memory ever. So go ahead and just bow down before sure. me. I'm pretty sure it was Atrial. Yeah. Oh, Atrial with an A. Yeah. You were saying that. I just was thinking, oh. Sorry, I didn't say Atrial. Uh, Atrial. Atrial. Yeah, Atrial Rubicite is, uh, I think, technically what the full name of that beer is. <laughs> and it's made from water, barley, wheat. <laughs> I'm not going to read any of that. <laughs> uh, useless website. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't, I think you're close to hating this beer. Real close. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't necessarily even like it. But it's not terrible. I think it is terrible. I've only had one sip. I did. Yeah, it's tough because it is. When I get sick, I drink a combination of hot water, uh, lemon juice, cayenne pepper, a little bit of honey, which this could use, mm-hmm. um, and like some ginger, maybe a splash of whiskey to kill some bacteria, or so I tell myself. Sure, this tastes a lot, especially just sitting after I've drank it. This it feels like I like I think I'm actually getting sick. Yeah, <laughs> just because my body's like, are we sick? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> this starts, is what we're drinking. Starts releasing I'll endorphins. Do the thing that I usually do when I taste these flavors. Yep. Um, so well, aside take, from that, take a big old sip. Get that really just just swish it around. Give that the whole experience. It's real sour up front. It's it, got that the lemony just tang. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. What's the ABV on this? I don't know. Did your eyes just start watering? Probably. Good grief. If you had to guess, what would you say? What and what would you want the ABV to be for what you're having to drink? I guess probably like five two. That's the that's what you'd want it to be. That's or what, what I think, think it is. Okay, but it's probably like four eight. It's four flat. Wow. So very low. Very low. It's just mostly pepper. Pepper and lemon. Lemon pepper. My stomach is now Use upset. It. It's, I'm starting to feel it too. It's like getting down into my, I feel like it's sort of uh, eroding the walls of my intestines. This is atrocious. So it's leaving my stomach now. Stomach's like, this there's nothing a, good here. Get out of me. This beer is a disaster. Yeah, I've gone from, from I've gone from uh, being okay with it to disliking it. I still don't hate it, but I don't like it. This is um, something I do not enjoy. Somewhere between hate and dislike. Yes. What's your sliding scale there? That's like, it. There's. I'm thinking of basically like six, five or six levels of enjoyment. Like love. Yeah. Hate. Right. We understand those. Like is sort of in the middle. Okay. Dislike is right below like, and then really like is above like below love. What's between hate and dislike? Not a whole lot. Disdain. This beer, maybe, maybe. Yeah, like in that in that <laughs> realm, I think. So this beer is a defining marker yeah, on your this is scale like, of yeah. Ugh. 
It's like a you know, it's like a three beer. I, I'd like be a three, dude. This is a one point two. Really? I would Why be point two. I just give it a one. No, tell me how to rate beer, bro. Yeah. Uh, I'd be happy if I never saw or drank this beer again in my life. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. I completely want to disregard this beer. I want to forget I drank it. It's gonna be hard because that feeling is gonna be. Oh, in your, I just burped it's it just up. gonna be there oh, the whole no. day. Uh, okay. Dude, that well, just turned my stomach sour. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great. It's hot too. It's like hot sour. It's like hot and sour soup, but it's not good. Uh, yeah, you want some hot and sour beer? <laughs> Said no one fucking ever. I love that part in the movie uh, where he goes, he's sipping the beer, and he goes, "Be careful, it's he's hot." Like, careful, it's hot. <laughs> just like that little touch is so funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's rate Bushido from uh, Evil Twin. Uh, Bushido was, makes me want to commit harakiri. Nice. Sapuku for the layman, which is not even that. Layman. No, they're different. No, they're not. Uh, that's why I looked it up. Yeah, there was there's separate things. Um, see, look, Hari Kitty and Sapuku. Yeah, Sapuku. Sometimes this is from uh, what is this from? Wikipedia, obviously. I think Hari uh, Kiri is when you disembowel yourself, and Sapuku is the part when somebody chops your head off. Negative. No, nope. Sapuku sometimes referred to as Hari Kiri is a form of Japanese ritual suicide by disembowelment. Oh, well, uh, this beer makes me want to do both of them sure. at the same time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to myself. Uh, it's You're just being so redundant. It's always to yourself, and they're both the same thing, so it doesn't really matter. What is it when somebody chops your head off after you do that? Because that's like a thing. Yeah, that is a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is, I don't know. I, I certainly don't know. We could spend time on it if you want. Um, Why not? Okay. Let's uh, do a deep dive into ritual suicide. All right. Um, not really. Well, let's. we can. I don't <laughs> care. Uh, let's I'm, put this beer to bed though, for sure. And we can dude, do put that it, kill it with fire, kill it with a sword. A tanto is usually what it is. Tanto, tanto, a tanto. Could you say that wider? Look, man, a tanto, a tanto. Fine, a tanto. It's the shortest of the three uh, sword sets usually carried. What's by the medium one? Uh, it is called a wakasashi, and the biggest one is, is the katana. That's right. That's you know wakasashi? I didn't. Ah, nobody knows that one except no. me. Because they all usually only carry two. Um, that's not true. They carry three. They well, carry in all three. movies, which obviously is true sure, to the history. The one movie that we're both thinking of. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the only one. The, the last samurai. Or like, yeah, or like seven samurai, which I haven't seen, but yeah. I have seen that other one, the Western that is based on that. Uh, I can't Cowboys and samurai. You know, what? uh, we did this. We've done this recently. The Western. Yeah. The Western. And oh, the Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent Correct. Seven, which was less than we should have done this beer with that movie. And we could have been like, just, this is shitting all over culture. In yeah. so many ways, that yeah. our episode would have been pretty much okay. This beer's done. Uh, final rating is one point two for you. It's a, it's a three for me. How is this a three? Because it's out of ten, so that's like nothing. I don't hate it. That's my point. Uh, a four is this like? Please explain to me why you do not hate it. Because mm, I'm probably gonna finish my glass. If I hated, I wouldn't touch it again. Like a hating beer is, I could not drink that to save my life. Mm-hmm. There's not that many. Well, of those. that's aggressive. I no, would drink this that's to save my life. Okay, yeah. If it's between drinking it or dying. I mean, I'm still being hyperbolic. Yeah, it's not yeah. dying. But like, um, if you could give me $10 and I wouldn't finish this. Okay, that's a good bar. Yeah. Uh, I would finish it for $10. I wouldn't have finished that Angel City IPA, which is still my lowest rated beer. Worst. Yeah. That was. I would have done it for 20 but not for 10 no. I mean, pff, yeah. I'm, I'm doing fine in life. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <but> 20 <laughs> yeah, $20 is $20. I, I need that. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on into a segment of the show called Hot and Bothered, uh, which is very exciting because I have a great one this week. Do you? Yeah. Well, pray tell. Well, how was yours? Is yours like fine? Because mine's really good. Yeah. I don't even know. All right. Here's mine. Go for it. The other day, the other, I, day. The other day I was out with my friend Brian, who you know, I believe. I know him. And we went to a place called uh, 
NorCal Collectibles. It's here in town. It's sort of this vintage um, video cool. game and it's just like action figure, like old school, like 80s and 90s stuff, basically. Do they have collectibles? You might say they do. Where are they located? NorCal, you ask? Yes. yes. Right off Nord Avenue next to Azad's Karate Factory. That's exactly where it is. Uh, it's a great place. I actually yeah. fully endorse it. I've bought like Super Nintendo games there before and uh, some Dungeons and Dragon books. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of story. It's dope. Yeah. If you're our age and you it's love your childhood, your childhood yeah. at all, you'll dig it. So we went there and we were going to like look into some video games. I had a, a thing in my brain. I was like, you know, I just want to sit and like have a beer or two and then play video games that I own. But then we we're like, we should go look. Brian told me about this place. I'd never been. So we went. Fine. It was great. I bought some stuff. Then we went to the Chico Tap Room, had a couple beers. We're going back to my house. And then we stopped by GameStop because Brian said we had to. And then the, the, the short version of this is that Brian bought Gianna and I a Nintendo Switch as our wedding gift. But the other thing uh, is that this guy named James was working at GameStop. And James, very knowledgeable fella, very chatty in a good way talked about all sorts of stuff. He informed me that there's a Borderlands 3 coming out. Nice. I'm a big fan of Borderlands 2. Then I asked him, hey, is it coming out on the Switch? He said no. I was like, well, all right, shoot. Yeah. Uh, so apparently I have to buy an Xbox One or something. Okay. But it was really fascinating to learn about uh, games. I haven't really been in touch with new games. Totally. Maybe ever. Um, so that was super fun. Um, so big thanks to James for teaching us that. Big thanks to Brian for buying us that. That's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. I'm going to come over and play that with you. Yeah, I have two games now. Games mm. are very expensive. Mario Kart fan. Mario Kart is one that I have. Mortal Kombat 11 is the other one, which I'm also a big fan I'm going to buy you Super Smash Brothers and for your wedding. That's on my list. Yep, that so was just, my next one. I'll just hold off for a couple weeks. Don't. So that was my hot this week. It was very exciting. That's pretty cool. What's going on with you, my friend? I don't know. Cool. Sick. Yeah. Oh, my last one is that I played a house concert that was really, 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 really fun. Nice. Although it might have been the week before. I don't know. No, that was Saturday after I saw you in the hop yard. Yes. And that's part of my... Haven't we done an episode since then? I don't know. I don't know either. That was a really good time. Did we? I don't know. No, because it was Saturday. What's today? Sunday. Sunday. But it wasn't yesterday. This was last week. So last week. We did do an episode, but we I didn't talk it. about no. seeing you in no, the hop yard. I don't know why. Because it wasn't important. I and guess it's so. still not. Still not. So moving on. <laughs> Uh, no, I went and saw Max in the Hopyard, and it was neato. And I'm going to go see him again, October 20th. Is that the day? Yeah. That's the secret trail, though. Oh. Nice. Whatever. Yeah. Same thing. Hopyard. There's beer. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Go to one of them. What is my hot and bothered? I don't really have much going on, man. It's been a pretty standard week. It's been good. Um, Great. Yeah. Nothing too crazy to report. Uh, Action Point was fun. Sure. Uh, looking for a new TV series. If anyone has any recommendations other than that. Did you watch The Boys yet? Yeah. Watched it all the Pretty first good. weekend it came out. It was really good. Yeah, that's what yeah. I heard. Um, saving the season finale of Euphoria. I'm going to talk about that next week in depth. Uh, other than that, no, man. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, good. Back to Good Boys. Back to the Good Boys. Let's spoil some stuff. Let's spoil all the stuff. Everybody dies at the end. Why do you say that? <laughs> it takes away the gravity for when it actually happens. <laughs> Um, that's fine. I, uh, mentioned the frat house scene. Yes. Let's talk about that. Is there anything else we need to get to chronologically? I think it's just, it's a, there's it's a series adventure. of adventures. Yeah, you know? Yeah. The, the, so let's yeah, set up a little yeah, bit how right. they get to the frat house. So like the too long didn't read is they're trying to figure out how to kiss. Yep. They Google porn doesn't work out too well. Sure. Do you don't want to kiss somebody? This is like the medium long didn't read. I think. Yeah. Uh, and then, so they have to. Steal dad's drone. Which was from the very beginning. Don't touch the drone. I'm yeah. out of town. Leave the drone alone. Yeah. It's like a, it's like the perfect Sandlot kind of setup. Exactly. With the Babe Ruth ball. Yep. 
Or any number of MacGuffins. Exactly. Okay. So, fly the drone, neighbor's house. Spy on girls. There's spy a girl on, there with her boyfriend. Spy on girls, okay. learn how to kiss. They catch the drone. The girls do. The girls catch the drone. One of the boys, when they're going back to try and get the drone, steals a girl's purse. The girl's purse has drugs in it. Yes. Molly. Molly. Trying to get the drugs back. Long yes. story short. Kids are against drugs, by the way. The, the, That's important. Yeah. What's his name? The, Which one? The, uh, Thor. The, no, the other one. Max. The other one. Mm. Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. Took me a second. Thank you. I loved Lucas, by the way. He's great. He's hilarious. Uh, Sabuku. <laughs> Just sorry. Last tab pull, we had open. Pulling up the, uh, the internet again. Yeah. Um, but I loved his stance on drugs the whole time. was like... They're bad for society. They're ruining the fabric of our nation. Literally, and his literally thought was like everybody that does drugs is an addict. Yes, they're they're on cracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. so great. Yeah. So they have to end up going to this frat house to buy drugs for these girls because they gave the other drugs to the police. To the police, which is funny. I would also a good scene. There was so many good scenes. Mm-hmm. All so. that led up to the frat house that Max wants to talk about. So they go into this frat house because that is where the girl's boyfriend who sold her the Molly in the first place, the neighbor girl, they then broke up. Uh, lives. He's a frat guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this great scene where it's it's like the most stereotypical frat house. There's a hazing, or what do you call it? I guess yeah. like an initiation going on downstairs, uh, which you can yeah. hear the whole time and uh, is very kind of weird unless you're into that. And I'm sure if you were in a frat and that was your experience, it was probably really funny. Weird to me. Yeah. Um, anyways, they convince this guy to go get them the Molly. And then he's like, not giving this to you, psych. There's a paintball gun that gets pulled out and like he, they hold the kids, hold them at gunpoint. And then it turns into this full on just brawl melee. Yeah. yeah. Um, at one point, there's a dude that comes out and is like, hey, you guys, congrats. You dropped the charges. And it's like, Ugh. but yeah, I'm glad they <laughs> threw that in. Um, and anyways, I don't know. I wanted to ask. That's like the most um, potentially annoying scene. It could be. Really? It was not to me. No. But I could see that getting old. Did it work for you? Yeah. I think okay. it did. It was, they didn't overextend it too long. Mm-hmm. And it was just enough to be like, oh, that was funny. And now yeah. it's over. There was a lot of like slow like motion penis shots. Yeah. Getting. I don't mean shots of penises. I mean like, shot in the penis. Yeah. Like crotch shots. Yes. Like slow motion getting shot in the junk through your sweatpants. Yeah. Which I think might have been overkill for me until they threw in that line about the guy that was clearly sexually assaulted somebody. Right. Saw him get hit in the nuggets a couple times. Yeah. Which I loved. I don't like, say right, nuggets. Nuggets. <laughs> It makes know. me uncomfortable. Said penis too many times. I want to change it up. The nuggies. Yeah, I love nuggies. Um, I don't know. So like, I don't know what we need to spoil here. What else? I just basically want to see what else we want to talk about. Favorite moments, least favorite moments. I want to talk about the ending a little bit. Yeah, yeah. What didn't you like about the ending? Well, so like they all go their separate ways, right? And again, I'm just going to jump back into assuming people have seen it or are not interested. So I'm not going to explain how this all happens. But they grow, and then they kind of go their separate ways. They enlarge their. Oh, they say hermit hermit crab shells. Stop saying grow and enlarge. Yeah, it's very phallic. <laughs> um, anyways, so they all come back together after um, after Thor's uh, Rock of Ages performance, which was also very like everything I could say was also very funny. Yeah. Um, so just assume that is an asterisk that I'm adding. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've all sort of grown and changed. And there's this moment where they're like, "Oh, how are you doing these days? It's been a while, fellas." And like, I feel like the it wasn't disingenuous, but sort of the adult conversation that happens felt really uncanny to yeah me. it was like at an office party yeah and it was trying i know it was trying to do that and it was supposed to be funny because like they're all grown up now but they're not and it's then been they, a month yeah and then they sort of uh uh relapse back into like their children's state of mind mm-hmm. which works great i love when they sort of all get teary-eyed and like 
the lessons. Like maybe we won't be there for every moment, but we'll be there for the big things, which is mm-hmm. very sweet. Yeah. Teared up a little bit. It's very, very nice. Mm-hmm. But it was just that little sort of change of tone. That yeah. I, was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Like they're reading from a script a little too directly here for sure. I did like the shift in like the emotional part of it where, cause this whole movie Thor is like kind of in denial about wanting to basically do theater. Well, he gets sing. picked on a lot. Like that's, yeah. yeah. And so he's like sacrificing that to try and be a cool kid and mm-hmm. fit in. And it was nice in the end that he actually pursues that and does well at it. And it's, yeah. it's a good lesson, you know, apparently for adults who this movie's made for. Yeah. But I don't know. It's a fun, you know, parable of, of, you know, bullying and persecution and sure. staying true to thyself. And maybe if you're an adult laughing at small children and you always want to sing, yeah, go sing. Yeah, I think so. Um, any other parent? I wanted to mention like Lil Ray Howery and Retta as Lucas's parents. Yeah, Retta's always great. She is from Parks and Rec, if you haven't, uh, if you didn't know her by name. Uh, Lil Ray Howery has been in a few things lately. He was in Get Out. He's Daniel Kaluuya's sort of, uh, what's that? I wish I could think of his character's name. Very funny in that. Yeah, he was the the A A A A F. What's the the, it's the airport security or whatever? Yeah, F A A. Yeah, yeah, sure. T S A. T S A. There it is. Yeah. Some. How is that so hard to think? I don't of? know. Good grief. But he was very funny in this. Like they're they're getting his Lucas's parents are getting divorced, mm-hmm. and like just like the subtext that Retta gives is just like they're trying to be nice. Lucas like we're still gonna be best friends, right? And she's like, mm-hmm. like clearly he's cheated on her like a bunch, right, or something. Yeah. Um, I thought they were really fantastic. I think the casting in this was great. Yeah, I liked all the little kids too. They were. Um, please don't isolate that soundbite. Sure. Um, yep. They were just so well casted. Yeah, like they were great. Yeah, the whole cast was good. Yeah. Yep. I'm really into this. This is a great movie. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Any, not not yeah. a whole lot to spoil. I mean, it's not it's really semi predictable. Like, I mean, yeah. Like the whole the 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 quest was to get to this kissing party, right? So mm-hmm. they do, uh, and then that's sort of the the beginning of sort of their separate ways sort of mm-hmm. thing, which is fine. It all works out really well. Yeah. And I love Lucas's like underlying, was it, was it femininity almost like bordering? I'm hesitant to say that, but it wasn't femininity, but it was like, he was, I mean, he was, Jesus, that scared me. That's why we got for keeping the fan going. Like, I think it'd be safe to say that there was like a little queer energy coming. Yeah, off for of him. sure. Like, like it's, he never is as adamant in pursuing, like kissing the girls at the party. Like I wouldn't, yeah, he could have been gay, but he's also 12 yeah, or something like, I don't know. He was very fluid to say the least. Like totally. But I loved his take on things. You totally. Know? He's just so, he was probably my favorite character. Yeah. He was great. I love, there's that line. I think it was in the trailer. Like, the uh max and thor are like all right it's gonna be this party there's gonna be girls there you know what that means and he's like drama (laughs) so good good point yeah yeah i I respect women my mom's my best friend what about me so good Uh, yeah yeah Yeah, he was great in this movie there's a there's a pretty good bit of physical comedy that happens when he dislocates his arm oh yeah like just it's like hanging there and like i out loud in theater i was like (laughs) Uh, which is then what the characters do because it's gross it's it's disturbing to see that Mm -hmm. um but that's really funny it's all really funny. I saw a dislocated kneecap one time. That's got to be weird. I did that noise in real life. Yeah. Because my buddy's kneecap was behind his knee. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> it's just, you can't help it. That's it's like the, the noise. floating around. Yeah, like, it's just oh. spinning. Yeah, he got hit by a car. Yep, i will do it. While skateboarding. It's kind of his fault. What was that freeway scene like for you? Gianna was like, I hated that scene where they tried to cross the freeway because it was so stressful. It was pretty stressful. I was fine with it. I was like, my thought was... Why didn't you just sprint across while it was slow? Because they got like an argument. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to get an argument in the middle of the median. Right. That's a redundant sentence. And yeah. uh, 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, without just, noticing just, traffic. I didn't notice either, which I think is why that scene was so well done. Yeah. Then they look up and then all of a sudden the cars are going like 70. Yeah. That was really funny. That was. I got to stop saying that. I sound so dumb. That, that was, was really, That was funny. That, hey, and this thing that happened? Yeah. That was that funny was too. Funny. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Or we're sure. just going to keep saying that was funny. So this movie, you know, that was funny. It seems right. Yeah. Good uh, boys. Good boys. Go was, see it. it it's out movie. in theaters now. Um, we don't know what we're covering next week. We haven't done that yet, so I we will. I think Peanut Butter Falcon's coming. Is it coming to mainstream theaters? I don't know. We need okay. to look into it. Uh, check our website. We'll have our schedule up probably by the time this drops. Yes. Yeah, so. we'll have that up. Uh, you can check it out, freshhopcinema.com. We have all of what's coming up that we're going to be covering film-wise. We have old movie reviews, old beer reviews. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's about all we need to say. Like us, subscribe, rate, review. Tell friends about us. Tell your friends. Tell, tell your that. mom. Um, thanks, Bailey Minardi, for making this happen. Couldn't do it without you. And everybody else that does also. That's right. Uh, that's Johnny Summers. That's Max Minardi. We will see you uh, next week. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.